Hello, and welcome to Grow With Soul. I'm Kate Ferris, a coach, writer, hiker, and recovering high achiever, and this is a work in life podcast. Join me for discussions and musings about how our work can be a small and magical part of a bigger, more meaningful life. So come on in, get comfy, and let's begin. Hello, and welcome back to Grow With Soul. Today, I am excited to share with you a lot of thoughts that I've been having about process. So I mean about the creative process, about working processes, and about processes that are beautiful and pleasurable and that work. This thinking came about after an August that didn't really go to plan, so we'll talk about that, and then get into the nuts and bolts of defining process, describing my own beautiful and replicable process, and get into thinking about process as a practice for grounding into a generative life. So I had a tough August. I'd been looking forward to it as a last hurrah of summer, a pause between launches, but then various external life things hit like meteors in the space of a week, leaving me rocking wildly on my axis for most of the month. I was oversensitive, so for a week I let one line of unkind feedback really kind of question everything that I was doing. I was worrying, I was overthinking, I was questioning what was wrong with me, and generally I was just a bit sad. And yet I kept working. And actually, work got me rebalanced, got me steady, and got me through. Perhaps that feels counter to the whole message. Maybe that's what you're thinking, that, you know, that whole work in life, finding fulfilment, radically prioritising thing, what happened to that? And yes, I think that even I can get to a place where I'm almost arguing from this kind of like down with work position, although that's not what I mean. (laughs) And also I think it's actually more indicative of how dominant the whole work and life narrative is that we're so used to that kind of omnipotence that even while we're striving for something that's different, we end up separating the two anyway. Because it's never been about hating work or not wanting to do work or work being bad. It's always been about having work as a beautiful and pleasurable part of the whole. And in August, as I lost grip on my usual oozy pursuits or the things I do to access joy and selfhood, work really stood up to the plate as a grounding activity. So I didn't find that grounding in walking like I usually do, partly because it has really been too hot and also the roots are too overgrown to go out, and partly because when I did go out for a walk, I was just thinking about things too much. 
I also haven't read a single book this month. The first month all year that I haven't read at least three books. And I think that's because you know, I've just been too unsettled to really get into anything and also too in my feelings to also take on the emotions of a fictional character. But work, I could do. I had ideas that I was excited to develop. I had the focus of what I needed and wanted to do. I had the creative flow to share and show up in light and curious ways. I enjoyed myself sharing my daily to-do lists on stories and getting out the felt tips and paper, writing things I was proud of. It was a pleasure to get up and go to work every day and feel like in spite of everything, here I was holding it together. And here I was capable and achieving and living. It's funny because when I think back to August last year, the opposite was true. I was still being thrown these external obstacles, but instead I was I was trying to get the house sale over the line. I was trying to hold all the finances together while that was happening. I was trying to find somewhere new to live. And through all of it, I physically could not work could not have an idea, could not write, could not post anything, could not figure out a direction. And I was trying so hard and I so wanted to, but I was just beyond blocked and beyond lost. Work was another thing on the list that was going wrong and I needed to sort out. I think the main difference between then and now is that I've come to a settled place with my work process. I know now that the things that used to make me panic are now just a part of it to sit with and wait to be over. I know how to stimulate ideas and capture them when they arrive. I know how to make it a lovely experience to be working every day and lovely in a way that's true for me, not in an Instagrammable way. I know how to best flow with my energy and no longer operate from guilt or shame. I know now how to do this and also how to keep doing it. So what is my process? Now, when I was writing this episode, after I wrote that sentence, that question, what is my process? I then sat for 13 minutes (laughs) trying to come up with the words to describe the process because it's something that is really quite ephemeral and when I say process I don't mean the steps or the routine or the one foot in front of the other system to getting somewhere I mean the way in which I work the bubble within which I create flow create focus and well just create I think it's easy for us to believe that we are just one podcast about the perfect morning routine away from a never-ending source of productivity and flow. And yes, routine might be part of a process or it might not. Routine might actually squash a creative process. And actually my experience is that I need a very light and changeable routine in order to stay flowy. 
but I'm also getting ahead of myself because I suppose what I'm saying here is that process is the container in which you do or don't have a routine. The container in which you do the steps and also the planning. The container in which you have ideas and make things. Process is an energetically led, unique way of working. So, what is my process? <laughs> it is staying afloat and keeping calm and being connected to myself and making decisions and focusing on where beauty and joy can be created along the way. Now, in real terms, that looks like preventing panics and spirals by understanding that the difficult first half an hour is a part of it and doesn't actually have to mean anything. It looks like riding out the little tantrums my brain has about creative problems by, you know, googling stuff and then calmly returning to the work rather than giving up at the first scream. It looks like short daily lists that alleviate pressure but regular checking into project plans to remain on track. It looks like paying attention to where my energy and my excitement is directed and investigating whether that's a sign of discomfort I need to wait out or whether it's a sign that I need to change direction. And what that looks like is noticing my excitement being drawn to plan B but still following through with plan A until I can feel that the excitement is actually true and not a distraction. It looks like making swift calls about changing up daily tasks or deciding not to do something without any guilt or shame or feeling like I have to make up the time. It looks like prioritise space in the day to be outside and to be moving my body. It looks like a relaxed, grounding morning routine of tea, music and affirmations. It isn't that I ever really sat down and said okay, let's define and design a process. But I think something in me knew that I couldn't have and also really didn't want to have another experience like last year where I was just unable to work creatively. And something in me knew I needed this invisible container that I could head into almost like a bomb shelter if need be and carry on working amidst everything. And until comparing the last two Augusts, I don't think I'd fully realised how important process was and how much it was working. As I've been thinking about this, the phrase beautiful and replicable keeps coming to mind to describe process or to describe what it needs to be. Because it can't just be something that allows you to get one thing done. It has to be replicable across all of your work and all of your creative projects. It has to be something you can use to get into anything that requires focus and flow. And for it to be something you can use to get into work, it needs to be beautiful because you need to not dread it. It needs to feel safe and comfortable and pleasurable to get the best out of you. My process is replicable because it is a way of living, not just a way of working. 
empowerment in decision making, prioritizing, listening to my energy and a low pressure calm approach can be applied in most situations. And it's beautiful because it has lots of room for things I want to do besides work and it has fancy little touches and most of all it enables me to feel the way I want to feel when I'm working, happy and in control. Now I want to be clear, none of these things are what is required for the beautiful and replicable process, they are what's required for my beautiful and replicable process. They are the things that specifically bolster and enable me to access my creativity, access my flow, be a version of me that I want to be. And yours will be different. A working title for this episode was Process as a Spiritual Practice. And that wasn't quite what I meant, but it also wasn't not what I meant. It was the only word that I could really like grasp, but being someone who doesn't know a lot about or really go in for a lot of spiritual practices, it wasn't really hitting the nail on the head for me. But what I wanted to say or what I was trying to say is that process isn't just about getting things done. It's about being in your life in a grounded, pleasurable way. As I was describing at the beginning, process has been a way for me during difficult times to find a way into doing things that make me happy, that give me confidence and bring me out of what could potentially be a spiral. This next bit is important. The way that process becomes elevated into this practice, into something that is grounding and generative and creative, is by being as much about enjoyment as achievement. When we think about the way we work, we use words like productivity, efficiency, focus, organisation, effectiveness. And only after we have thought about those words do we maybe think about creativity, joy, flow, pleasure. And we think of them as nice-to-haves, but that will go without if it means we can get as much done as possible. Process as a practice is as much about enjoyment as it is about achievement. The pleasure and the creativity and the flow and the ooziness is equal to the productivity and the organisation and the effectiveness. They embrace and uplift each other. In the last year, I've created more output than I had in the previous four. I've come up with and created three major courses, I've written a whole book proposal, I've blogged consistently with posts I'm incredibly proud of, I started posting on social more regularly and intentionally, I have a notes app that is absolutely full of ideas I can't find space in the calendar for. I also went on a three-week trip to Lisbon and travelled around to see friends and family. I hiked most days, I woke up late every day, (laughs) I took myself on day trips. Achievement happened because I was enjoying it and I was enjoying it because I was getting things done I was proud of. It works. So that's our show. 
that's my thoughts on process for now. My hope is that it gets you thinking about the way you're working, about your relationship to enjoyment and achievement, about where there's room for more beauty and pleasure in how you work. And if this has really sort of whet your appetite and got you excited about the idea of process, there is a little sneak peek of something at simpleandseason.com forward slash process you might like to see. Otherwise, you can find the show notes for this episode and the full transcript so you can read it at simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at simpleandseason and I'd love to see you sharing your thoughts about the episode and if you also have a friend who you think would really enjoy it then please do send them the link as well. And until next time, I hope you grow a soul.